Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, it's time for the NBA season to begin. So I will be breaking down the Western Conference, guys. I'll give you how everyone finishes, and we'll talk about playoff teams and so forth. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, so it's your boy GD back once again with the All Things Basketball with GD podcast. And you know what, guys? It's fall season. The leaves are falling. Starting to get those jackets back on. Pretty soon the heavy coats, but that's a story for another day. So that means we're already in the throes of football, but basketball season is upon us, guys. And we have reached that point. October 24th, the start of NBA season. Exciting time of the year, especially for the All Things Basketball with GD podcast. And each season, I've given you my season preview, so that's what we'll be doing right about now. So without any further delay, let's get right into it, guys. So I'm going to start with the Western Conference first. Reason why? They're the first ones playing. You got the first night with a doubleheader in the NBA. So you have the Lakers facing Denver, followed by Phoenix facing the Golden State Warriors. So let's get right into it. I'm going to start with the Southwest Division. Here's how I'm going to do it, guys. We will first go alphabetical. And then once we're done with going alphabetical... Then I'll give you my order of finish. Let's do it, guys. So we'll start with the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas Mavericks. Oh, let me just say also, here's why I'll do it. I'll give you this starting five. I'll talk about the pluses for them. I'll talk about minuses. More like strengths, weakness. And then I'll have the question that we pose to each and every team. So that's how we'll do it, and we'll take it from there. The Dallas Mavericks, like I said, of course, starting always with Luka Doncic, their perennial all-star and all-world player, along with Kyrie Irving. Looked like Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to be in the starting lineup from all early returns. Grant Williams, who they got in free agency, coming from the Boston Celtics. And guys, to going with the rookie, Derek Lively II will be the starter at center. Very interesting move there by Jason Kidd. But, hey, the kid is looking good in preseason. So, Jason Kidd said, we'll give the kid a shot. So, he'll be your starter at center. And, of course, you got your bench there. You got guys like Seth Curry. You got Rashard Holmes, who many thought would end up being the starting center. But that wasn't to be. And Dante Exum actually makes his return to the NBA He was away for a few years. Dwight Powell, who's been there forever. Maxi Kleber, he's there as well. Josh Green as well. The pluses for them, you got that mercurial backcourt of Kyrie and Luka. And then your weakness is you're going with rookie center lively. So we'll see how the kid does when he's being thrown early into the fire. 
and probably rebounding as a whole for this team. But the question we pose, how will Kyrie and Luka look with a training camp and a full season under their belts together? Because we saw a small sample size last year when Kyrie got traded at trade deadline. Didn't work out so well for them. But nonetheless, we'll see what happens with the Mavericks. Let's move on to the next team, the Houston Rockets. Underwent major changes, guys. You now have M.A. Aduka as your coach. Your starters over there will be Fred Van Vliet, who you got from the Toronto Raptors via free agency. Jalen Green, the young shooting guard over there. You also have Dylan Brooks, another person you got via free agency, this time from Memphis. Jabari Smith Jr. And then Alperin Sungun. So that is your starters over there. The strengths for them, the acquisitions they made in free agency, such as Fred Van Vliet, Dylan Brooks. Also got Jeff Green from the world champion Denver Nuggets, so you got some experience there. And then Jock Landon, who you got from the Phoenix Suns. Also, you drafted Eamon Thompson, who can play multiple positions. So it'll be interesting to see where Aduka places him within the lineups on the floor. Also, Terry Eason you have. You still have Jay Sean Tate there. Another rookie, Cam Whitmore, who kind of fell in the draft, but he could be a sleeper as well. So that was your strengths. Your minuses is you pretty much oversaturated at the small forward position. You got a lot of small forwards there. So we'll see how things shake out. Now the question is, with M.A. Aduka as coach, how will this team perform? Because you have all these different pieces you have to blend together. Will they be able to pull things together to possibly make a playoff run? So that's the question we pose for them. The Memphis Grizzlies, the next team on the list. Of course, you have John Moran, who, as we know, faces the 25-game suspension. So we won't see him until mid-December. So I'll talk about that in a minute. Jaron Jackson Jr., coming off of a fine season for him, one in which he ended up winning Defensive Player of the Year. Desmond Bain, you lost... Steven Adams for the year, he tore up his knee, so you're probably going to end up starting Santi Aldama, the Spanish sensation from last year. You'll probably end up starting him. And then Marcus Smart, who you got via trade from the Boston Celtics in that multi-team deal that netted them. Kristaps Porzingis, the Celtics. So that's your starting lineup, guys. You also have guys like Luke Kennard. You got Derrick Rose from the Knicks. So Derrick Rose comes back to a place where he played college ball in the city of Memphis. Also have Xavier Tillman, Brandon and Clark. He should be healthy. He's rounding into shape. Remember, he tore up his ACL last year. Zaire Williams and also David Ruddy. Your upside... You have the very much important acquisition of Marcus Smart, who you definitely needed, guys. Especially with Job missing those 25 games. That's definitely an upside for you. Downside, Job missing those 25 games. And also the loss of Adams. That's going to, well, 
It didn't hurt you too bad last year, but it's still a significant loss nonetheless. You talk about a guy that can go in there, give you double-digit rebounds, defend the paint. And the question for them is, can they stay in the mix in those first 25 games? Can they do that? That is the big question for them. New Orleans Pelicans. Your starting lineup there, C.J. McCollum, of course. You start with him. Zion Williamson, who looks healthy, guys. Made it through the preseason unscathed. Of course, they treated him with kid gloves, obviously, given the injury history. You also have Brandon Ingram. Herbert Jones, who's a solid defensive player. And your center, Giannis Valachunas. And, of course, your bench, you start with Grand Theft Alvarado, Jose Alvarado. You also have on the bench there Dyson Daniels. Want to see how he does in his sophomore campaign. Trey Murphy, who's going to be out the first month or so. He's out with an injury, so we'll see what he brings when he comes back. He really turned it on towards the end of last year, guys. So I'll be interested to see what he brings once he's healthy and back in the lineup. Najee Morris and Cody Zeller, who they picked up fire free agency. Plus for this squad... A healthy squad that could be playoff bound. And the downside, you need Zion for at least 60 games. I say, if you could get 60 games from Zion, I really like their chances. That leads to the question. Can Coach Willie Green get them up into that top six and out of like the play-in situation? The San Antonio Spurs. Right now, your starting lineup there, of course, your franchise player, Victor Wimbayama, also Jeremy Sochan, who, oh, by the way, Pop has named him the starting point guard. It'll be interesting to see. He's a forward normally, but he's going to man the point guard position, so he'll be like a point forward per se. Well, this is Greg Popovich. He knows more basketball than we could ever imagine. So maybe he's on to something here. But we will see. Devin Vassell, who you just gave him that extension, signed him to the big money. So he's going to be a vital piece there. Keldon Johnson, who led them in scoring last year. So it'll be interesting to see where he fits in all of this. And then Zach Collins, who will be the center as Wimby plays the power forward. Your upside here, you have a guy who's a franchise changer, guys. So we'll see how Wimbayama performs in this first season in the NBA. All signs from preseason looks pretty good. And your bench, by the way, Trey Jones, who I thought would end up being the starter at point guard, but that wasn't to be. Devontae Graham. Also, Malachi Branham, Romeo Langford, and Charles Bassey. Your downside, you got youth everywhere. So, that's going to be where Greg Popovich is going to have to coach up these guys and get them to compete out there. Which leads to the question, how long will Pop hold on until this team turns into a playoff power again? Got a young squad here, so, you know, they're going to take their bumps and bruises along the way, but we'll see what happens there. With that being said, 
here's how I see the order going in this division. It'll probably be Memphis Grizzly winning this division, followed by the Houston Rockets. I think they take a big leap in the standings here with those additions that they made, followed by New Orleans Pelicans, and that'll be followed by the Dallas Mavericks. I understand. I get it. You got Luka there. You got Kyrie there. You still, they're guys that's going to miss games, guys. I think there's no other way to slice that. And when they miss games, I'm not sold on the depth that's there. So I see them finishing fourth in this division. And then you have San Antonio ending up being the last place team in that division. So let us move on, guys, to the Northwestern Division, where we start with the world champions, the Denver Nuggets. All their starters intact. The Joker, of course, Nikolai Jokic, followed by Jamal Murray, who was phenomenal in the playoffs. Aaron Gordon also had a strong playoff performance. Michael Porter Jr., I'll be interested to see how his health looks. This is probably the first training camp in a good while where he's coming in healthy. So can he give you what he once gave you maybe a couple of years back where he was like killing it in scoring? We'll see what happens there. And then Catavius Caldwell Pope, the solid shooting guard there, their 3 and D guy. On your bench... Reggie Jackson, who will be spelling Jamal Murray, probably get some spot starts there because they still want to be careful with Murray. Also, Christian Braun, who had a nice playoffs for a rookie, so be interested to see what he does in his sophomore year here. DeAndre Jordan, of course, there to be the elder statesman. Also to spell the Joker as well. And Perry Watson also. The upside is the defending champs, they're back again. And they have their top flight players. The downside, you did lose some key pieces. That being Bruce Brown, who was like your Swiss Army knife over there. And also Jeff Green, who was valuable as well. And the question for them, can they sit atop of the Western Conference again? Then we'll move on to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Have... Of course, the Ant-Man, Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, the veteran floor general, Mike Connolly, and Jaden McDaniels, who many are saying, guys, he's like a Mikhail Bridges, which means he's a guy who's probably like a guy who give you defense for sure, but his offense is coming around as well, much like Mikael Bridges did when he was in Phoenix. It'll be, of course, interesting to see his maturation. And then from your bench, you got guys like Kyle Anderson, Shake Milton, who you got from the Sixers, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and Nas Reed. Your upside... A full season with the Twin Towers there, that being Towns and Gobert. And your downside, health is always an issue over there, especially with Mike Connolly. Seems like every year he pulls that hamstring and has to miss time. And then Carl Anthony Towns, he missed a lot of time last year. Hopefully this year you get a bit of a full season from him. And also, guys, 
something to take note of. They did go undefeated in preseason for what that's worth. With that said, can this team ever live up to its potential? Hmm. The Oklahoma City Thunder. They being coached by Mark Dagnault. Right now you have Shai Gilkis Alexander who had a fantastic year, guys. Also, you have Josh Giddy, Also, Chet Holmgren, who missed all of last year when he tore up his knee in preseason. Then you have Jalen Williams, who had a nice season, guys. He had a pretty nice season. And then your fifth starter. It could fluctuate, but I'm penciling in Lou Dort. It could also be Alexei Pokosevsky. Could be him as well. In terms of your bench... Even one of those guys will be one of your bench guys, along with Vasilius Michik, a European import coming to your team. Also, you have Trey Mann as well. Your upside, this is a young team that's brimming with talent, guys. Your downside, the health of Chet Holmgren holds the key to this season ahead. And the question for them... Will they be the surprise team of the league? Hmm. We will answer that question shortly. Portland Trailblazers. Now that the Dame trade has been made, Chauncey Billups now has to remold this team now. But your starters are DeAndre Ayton, who you got in the multiple, well, the three-team trade that sent Dame to Milwaukee and brought in Ayton. Also, Anthony Simons now. He's the guy at the guard position. Also, Jeremy Grant, who you just re-signed, gave him that big money. Scoot Henderson, the rookie, who will now take the spot of Damian Lillard. And then Shayton Sharp, I think, rounds out that starting five. Your bench, Malcolm Brogdon you got in another deal when you brought Drew Holiday in and then you end up shipping him out. So you got Malcolm Brogdon back. You also got in that trade Robert Williams III. It'll be interesting to see how Chauncey uses him, especially alongside DeAndre Ayton, probably getting center minutes as well. Also, you have Matisse Tybel, Nazir Little as well. Your upside the acquisition of a franchise center in DeAndre Ayton. Your downside, of course, most obviously, life without Dane. Which leads to the question, how quickly can Scoot mature as the now floor general for the Blazers? Scoot Henderson, who many say was probably the second most NBA-ready player in that draft. He's getting the opportunity, guys. So, again, it's going to be very interesting to see how this rookie now gets to play. And also, his game has been compared to a Russell Westbrook. So, that kind of tells you something. You're getting an athletic point guard that can dish and then who can be a high riser as well. The Utah Jazz, their starters, it looks like it's going to be Laurie Marketing who had an all-star campaign and a fabulous year. It's looking like Colin Sexton, guys. Also, Jordan Clarkson, Walker Kessler, the fine rookie for them at center. 
And then John Collins, who you got in a trade from the Atlanta Hawks. On their bench, Chris Dunn, a guy who pretty much dusted off and played well for them down the stretch. Ochi Abaji and also Kelly Olnick. You still have him and Talon Horton Tucker. And the upside is Laurie Markinen and his most improved player season, which pretty much stunned a lot of folks. And also you added a John Collins who gets a bit of a rebirth over here with the Utah Jazz. Question for them, can they make a move towards playoff contention or even play-in contention? So with that said, this is how I see the finish going in that division, guys. Denver will be number one, followed by a throwing my hat in the ring for OKC, guys. I think they're going to be the surprise team of the entire league. I like what Mark Dagnall is doing over there. And you get a guy like Chet Holmgren, who I think could be a difference maker. So I think they'll surprise a lot of people end up finishing second, followed by the Minnesota Timberwolves. And they'll be followed by the Utah Jazz. And then fifth, I think, even with everything said and done, I think the Trailblazers end up being the last place team in that division. Let us move on to Pacific Division. This division was really hard to judge, guys. You got three coaches there in that division that has won an NBA championship and one coach who was a assistant on a NBA championship winning team. Very tough division to gauge, but we'll get into it. Let's start with the Golden State Warriors. And they will have their usual big three there. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green. Also, you add Andrew Wiggins, who had some personal issues to deal with off the court concerning his father's health, which took him away from the game. Now he's back. And Chris Paul, who you got via trade from the Washington Wizards. On your bench, Kevon Looney, who... Of course, you can always shift them into your lineup as well. Jonathan Kaminga, who had a fantastic preseason, so it's going to be interesting to see how Steve Kerr incorporates him into the roster of players that he uses. Also, Moses Moody. It's time to see a little flash from him. Dario Saric, who you got via free agency. And Gary Payton II is still there. And then the rookie you drafted, Brandon Posepski as well. Upside for this team, you got a veteran team that knows how to win. That's a couple of years removed from a championship. The downsides, they got to be better on the road, guys. They were horrendous last year on the road. So if they can at least be 500 on the road, you know what they're going to do at home. They're going to be solid at home. That definitely gives them a shot to be amongst the upper echelon teams. With that being said, let's turn to the L.A. Clippers. Your starting lineup there, Kawhi Leonard, along with Paul George, Russell Westbrook, Evika Zubak, and Marcus Morris. Your bench, Norman Powell, Bones Highland, Terrence Mann, Nicholas Batum, 
Robert Covington, and Mason Plumley as well. The upside is, as long as Kawhi and Paul George is healthy, their chances are good. The downside, no chance if any of those guys miss over 20 games, guys. That's the threshold I'm putting on it. And then the question is, will they continue to pursue Harden? That has been the story for them as well. Not sure how that shakes out the whole Harden story. I'll probably cover more of that when I do the Eastern Conference. But they're supposed to be heavy suitors for him. So we'll see how that goes. So Tyron Lou pretty much has his hands full here with this squad. A talented squad, but the whole load managing thing has kind of hung a cloud over this franchise. So we'll see what happens there. With that said, let's move to the L.A. Lakers. Of course, you have LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Austin Reed, D'Angelo Russell, and Jared Vanderbilt. Your bench, Gabe Vincent, Roy Hachimura, Christian Wood, who you got in what I thought was a steal, Jackson Hayes, Tayshawn Prince, also Cam Reddish, trying to reinvent himself and be a valuable member on the NBA team. Your upside, you have the dynamic duo of LeBron and AD. And also, you have bench depth. Oh, you got plenty of bench depth, guys. And then your downside, of course, it's the health of both Anthony Davis and LeBron James. That's going to be a factor, guys. If those guys have to mix huge chunks of games, that will not be good for them. And the question that lies for Darvin Ham in that organization, can they put it all together for a title run? Hmm. The Phoenix Suns, coached by Frank Vogel now. Out is Monty Williams. In comes Frank Vogel. Your starters there, of course, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, the newly acquired Bradley Beal, who you got from the Wizards. Joseph Nurkic, who you got in that three-player deal, the Dame deal. And then your fifth starter looks like it's going to be Josh Okoji. Your bench, Damian Lee. Eric Gordon, who you acquired from the Clippers. Also, Utah Watanabe, who you got from Brooklyn. Drew Eubanks, another free agent. And Bobo that you got from the Orlando Magic. And also Grayson Allen as well. Of course, your upside, the big three of KD, Devin, and Bradley Beal. And you have some pretty good depth. And the downside is the health of the big three. That's definitely a factor. Although... Lesser on Booker, he only played 53 games, but normally he gives you 60-plus games. So I, I'll mark last year as an aberration for him. And then the question for them, can they stay healthy enough to be among the top-tier teams? And then the Sacramento Kings, a team that used to be the doormat of this division, that is no longer the case, guys. Mike Brown has turned that program around. And with that said, the starters are DeMontis Sabonis, De'Aaron Fox, 
Murray, Harrison Barnes, and Kevin Herter. Your bench, Malik Monk, who's had a pretty good year. Davion Mitchell, Chris Duarte, who you got from the Pacers. Also, a European player you got, Sasha Vazenkov, who was a European MVP overseas. And then also Kessler Edwards. Your upside, they were the surprise team of the league, guys. And I think they're going to get better. I just think that. And then the downside, obviously the division actually got better. So take that for what it's worth. And the question is, after last year, what do they do for an encore? Hmm. So with that said, my breakdown of this division. This was tough, guys. I got to admit, I went through several iterations. I looked up and down at this division, and this how I see it shaking out. I'm saying the Lakers going to take this division. I think they got the requisite skills. I think they solidified themselves in many areas. If LeBron or AD were to go down for long periods, I think they'll be able to man the ship. I think they'll be able to survive. And I think this is a year that uh, I'm rolling with Shannon Sharp on this one. I think this is a year where you're going to get AD for a lot of games, guys. I don't think this is going to be a year where he missed. I'd be stunned if he played less than 60 games this year. I'd be stunned by that. I'm even going as far as saying you're going to get 65 games. Just like Shannon Sharp said. I think you're going to get 65 from him. And if you do... Look out, guys, because this guy will put up huge numbers if that's the case. So I'm going with the Lakers as the number one team in that division. The second place team, again, I wrestled, guys, but Sacramento Kings, I don't think last year was a fluke whatsoever. I understand. I get it. A few of the teams were down last year because of injuries and so forth. But Sacramento, to me, if I were to look at all... The rest of those teams in the vacuum, this is the one team that is relatively healthy all of the time. And they got a taste of the playoffs, and I'm sure the way their playoff ended, I'm sure they weren't too thrilled about that going down to the hands of the Gold State Warriors. I think they're going to be hungry, guys. So I'm picking them to be in second place. Third, again, I wrestled, but I kept coming away with this. The third place team is going to be the Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors have a huge home court advantage. And again, if they're able to shore things up on the road, I can see their record being much better than it was last year. So with that said, I think they're using Clay the right way. They're managing him properly. And you got guys there that can step in in a moment's notice. Kaminga really looks good, guys. Kevon Looney is solid as always. Right now, you're dealing with little injury issues with Draymond, but I think that'll come and go. But this is a team that's been there, done that. So I'm going to say they're finished third, which means Phoenix Suns will finish fourth. I know this goes against the grain. In fact, I saw Stephen A's top five list, and they were fourth. Here's what I'm going to say, guys. This team... You have your big three there. Kevin Durant played 47 games last year. 
Since tearing up his ACL, the most games he's played in a season has been 55. I really think that's an issue for him going forward. I really do. Also, too, Bradley Beal. He played in just 50 games last season. And the most games he's played the last three years is 56. Joseph Nurkic. He played 52 games last year. And within the past four years, I don't think he's approached. I think he's approached 60 once. So you're talking about three of your five starters that has played less than 55 games. Three of your starters. That doesn't bode well, guys. I understand, too. I get it. They do have depth. But you don't have KD depth. You don't have a guy that can produce like KD or even near that on your bench. Bradley Beal. Yeah, you got some guys that can probably. But you don't have a Bradley Beal type on your bench. If you're saying Eric Gordon, eh, okay. But he himself deals with injuries. So, yeah, I'm picking them fourth, guys. I mean, I know they're the nice, shiny object. You look at it on paper. But you got to deal with the facts. They're injury-ridden. I'm going to say they're the fourth-place team. Which leads us to the last-place team, the L.A. Clippers. I know that's sacrilege, guys. You think their injury situation is something. The Clippers is just as bad when you're talking about Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. This is going to be a tough division, guys. Really tough. And then you also have the specter of James Harden looming in the air. So I don't think these guys are going to be all that confident knowing that in a moment's notice, that deal can go forth and you end up bringing Harden in. And who's to say who be leaving in process. So if that's the case, I, I'm not confident. And poor Ty Lu, he's got to deal with this situation. But maybe this is the way of him getting out of there. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm picking them as the fifth place team, guys. That's the way the West shakes out in my purview. I'll give you the playoff teams that I see. Right now, I see it. Lining up like this, I think the Lakers could end up having the best overall record in the West, followed by Denver, followed by Sacramento. I think Sacramento will have the third best record. The Memphis Grizzlies, I can't count them out, even with the Josh suspension. I would never pick this high if it weren't for them getting Marcus Smart. I think Marcus Smart is the type of player that can hold them accountable and they don't miss too much of a beat without Ja Morant. Now, when Ja returns, it'll be interesting to see how Taylor Jenkins handles that situation where more likely than not, you'll probably end up starting both Ja and Marcus Smart, which means you'll probably have to move Bane to the small forward. But, like I said, Fourth place, I think that's where they'll end up. Fifth place will be Golden State again. Like I said, they shore up that road record. They'll be right up in there. So I'm picking them fifth. Six, I'm going to say Phoenix Suns. Um, I think somehow they'll end up being the sixth place team in that conference. Followed by OKC. And then I follow that with the Houston Rockets being the eighth place team. Which means your playing teams will probably be Pelicans again and Minnesota. I understand 
you'll have the Twin Towers back, but this West is so loaded, man. Ugh. I think they'll end up being the playoff team. It could flip one way or the other, but I think that's the way it shakes out. All right, guys, so that is the way I'm seeing that. Listen, things are going to be interesting in the league, so why not start with a little controversy? All right, guys, so that is it for me. I thank you for listening as always. Much appreciated. Coming up, it'll be the Eastern Conference. I'll be breaking that down as well. I'll probably do an episode on my postseason awards, my predictions in that regard. I'll give you my top three as far as those awards go. I still want to talk about the WNBA and put a nice bow on that season there with their finals, which was pretty exciting. And a few other news items here and there. All right, guys. So that is it for me. I thank you as always for listening. You know where to go. All things basketball with GD.com. That's the website. That's sportsdugd at gmail.com. That's the email address. All the podcast platforms, I'm there. YouTube, Apple. Leave reviews, guys, on the website, on Apple, on YouTube. Like the video when you see it there. Post it there. And all the socials, I'm there. Whether it be Facebook, IG, TikTok. You know me and X don't get along, but I peek my head in every now and again. And then threads, I'm non-existent. Forget about threads. We was just talking about that today. So anyhow, that's it for me. Thank you for listening. And we will be talking soon. Take care. So my peeps, if you like what you're listening to, you can go to my website, www.allthingsbasketballwithgd.com. You can also email me at thatsportsdugd at gmail.com. To support this podcast, you can go to my PayPal, and that email is thatsportsdugd at gmail.com. Also on my Anchor page, I have a support button there that you can also use to help the podcast. I'm on all the major platforms like Anchor, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon, SoundCloud, YouTube, CastBox, Radio Public, Podchaser, just to name a few. And also, you can find me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Clubhouse, and Fanbase. So, once again, I thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. And take care and be safe.